You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to episode 108 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Why you love the golf, Drew? Uh, Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer is why you love – he said fuck Arnold Palmer. That's okay. All right. That was Thernis Haley, by the way. We'll, uh, we'll introduce you to him a little bit later. But uh, just got done watching Redskins Vikings. And uh, what a mediocre shit show that was. I feel like this is like a weekly routine for, for us with these primetime games. So at least we know we can cover it quickly and move on to some, some better action. Yeah, exactly. Uh, better action, including the Garage Guys Fancy Sports Patreon page. Lots of action, like Rambo style shit. Maybe. Maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger and Kawhi Leonard style shit. Terminator style shit. We definitely um, have to talk about that at some point. Oh, yes, big time. NBA season's back, baby. Full swing. But uh, get over to the Garage Guys Fancy Sports Patreon page now at patreon.com slash garageguys. Check out all the articles that we have over there. We're posting a lot on Twitter lately. I recently typed up a blog post uh, about my thoughts from last week uh, in the NFL and the NASCAR world. Um, and we got DFS rankings coming up this weekend with Drew for the week. So excited and pumped about that. So, again, patreon.com slash garageguys. Head over there now. Okay, so – this game is proven one thing for the past two weeks. The Washington Redskins defense is obviously doing something. Oh, actually, the rain did something the week before with the 49ers. And now a guy that comes out of a cave with like a lion like attached to his back, and his name is Ionitis. What a name! <laughs> what fuel! Oh, my God. It Spartacus, is, Gladiator, Ionidas. Gladiator shit. Like, I feel like the only way you can wear his jersey is if you also have a Knights helmet. Like, that's how you have to go to a Redskins game. Like, don't be a fan of the Redskins. Just be a fan of Ionidas. I feel like that should be the entire team. Like, when would it be the last time that you've seen a player like that be the entire team and it's just on defense? Like, that's like Brian Erlacher shit, uh, Khalil Mack shit. Ionitis. Okay, where did he go to college? Give me a guess. Um, Michigan State Trojans. Ionitis. Ding, 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 ding. You are incorrect. Oh, shit. Where do you go to school? Sorry. Sorry, I got your hopes up there. Not a big college guy. Nah, I'm not either as far as remembering play. I mean, I I watch a ton of college football, but I never can remember where people went. Um, Actually, Temple, which is kind of random. Temple? Yeah. Yeah, he might be like a like a big like uh, listener of Temple of the Dog. I don't know. You, do you remember the song? Is like an old song, like in the nineties. It's like I don't mind stealing bread 
Front mouse, I'm going hungry. You probably don't, but if you do. I don't, but you have the voice of an angel. I appreciate it. That was Chris Cornett, my Chris Cornell voice. So, like, it was, like, these three bands from the 90s grunge rock that joined together, and they just made this song. It's called Hunger Strike. So, go listen to it. I'll, I might have to add it to the GGFS playlist on Spotify, which I have announced on Twitter. If you're not following it yet, go follow it. It's got all the songs that have ever been in the podcast, and it's got more songs that are just awesome as shit that we will have in the podcast in the future. So, go subscribe on Spotify. Uh, Garage Jams, a Garage Guys Fantasy Sports playlist. Did you like my Spotify plug? Beautiful. It Beautiful. And I um, I have to go check it out myself. I've listened to a few, but there's there's much more there. I'm going hungry. I got hungry. Yeah, I could sing that all day. Dan Bailey was hungry tonight. Shout he was. To Shout out Dan Bailey. DFS, um, really bad night for me in DFS. I will say that since the game wasn't as exciting as me watching my, my DFS lineups. Um, but, yeah, if you didn't have the kickers in this game, you were pretty much fucked, and uh, that was that. So, for all of you guys that, that drafted kickers, shout out. You made a good choice. Uh, for me, shout out, not good choices, except for putting Dalvin Cook in a captain spot with 42 fantasy points in the captain's position, and Stefan Diggs, 23 fantasy points, rocking and rolling. Uh, Vikings defense was on fire for a while, but they ended up getting put out. They had like 12 points, I, th- I think they finished with. Still not bad for a defense, but – Overall, uh, as we said before, just DFS-wise, if you had the kickers, great. If not, you probably were crying or bored. There's nothing, there's nothing really quite like watching a game and rooting for the kickers. Well, everyone else is, like, bored and, and mad that there's no scoring, and you're over there, like, fist-bumping every time they kick a 40-yarder. You know what I mean? Just excited. Did you have kickers tonight? No, I didn't play. I did a little NBA action, so NBA's back. Um, but. Yeah, so let's switch to that. Away from Ionitis, we'll return to you in the future, Ionitis. But um, so NBA's been back, um, been a little, been pretty crazy. I got to watch a little bit of uh, the Clippers and the Lakers, and then of course I watched the Pels and the uh, the Raptors. And I think that if we had had Zion, we had that game easy. But uh, it's it's going to be fun to watch that team and the Clippers, dude. They just look amazing when I watched them against the Lakers. Just they were just exciting to watch. And now you've got a commercial with Kawhi Leonard and Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is the most awkward commercial of all time. Dude, when I watched that commercial, I thought I was tripping or like something, someone I had been drugged or something, you know, like it's a, it looked like a spoof video you see off Twitter. Yeah. It was, it was real. And they use it. It was a real commercial. It was a real trailer for a real movie that is really being made. I, I could have swore that like, Paul George was so bad at acting that he fucked up his talking role and they had to use like one of those apps to make his mouth move and use like audio. That's how bad it was at one point with Paul George saying something like, Oh, the Terminators. They need to leave that. Their, their acting skills to LeBron. LeBron's got the acting covered, not them. They, they're trying. Maybe, I think they're trying to be in space jam too. Maybe this is actually brilliant marketing and they're on the next level stuff. Cause everyone talked, I, I saw everybody talking about it on Twitter. Maybe it's so bad that it generates so much talk that it works out. I don't know. Yeah, like basically everybody's taking the approach that the, the movie The Room took. It might be another one you might not know. It's the worst movie of all time, by the way. Cult movie. If you haven't watched The Room, good luck. <laughs> it's, it's, you, might, you might hate your life after. It's hard to watch, but dude, it's just they, they literally, James Franco, like made a movie about that movie. Talking about 
the producing the movie. I can't remember the guy's names right now, but like it's it's a wild movie. And then the the movie that is made about making the movie is wild as shit too. James Franco plays the guy like incredibly. So go check those out. Wild shit, wild times. But yeah, I think that maybe they're kind of taking that approach to it where like Kawhi knows that like he's just the most awkward basketball player ever in the history of all time, probably. And he's just playing that card. Like, because like even Sarah Connor was just like talking about the robot laugh and he was just like, yeah. And then he comes out. My favorite part was the very end where you get the laugh as it closes. And then his eyes turn red. Yeah. I actually was dying at that because I just didn't think Kawhi would sign up for something like that. Knowing his personality. He's a fun guy. I'm a fun guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so it's so funny that both LeBron and him are both in LA now, and they're like two polar opposite superstars. I I much prefer Kawhi Leonard to LeBron, but I'm a Kawhi guy. That rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to get down the NBA rabbit hole, but I can always talk hoops. So hit me up if you want to talk a little NBA action. Hey hey hey. <laughs> hey 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 hey. What's up, Clippers fans? <laughs> Thank you for coming to. The basketball game. <laughs> it's <gonna laughs> a good show for you. On and on and on. on but and what on. about our YouTube video? Yeah, so YouTube tonight, Thernis Haley. If anybody's ever watched Loiter Squad, it was uh, Tyler the Creator is, I'm sure some of you might know him from like his music and Odd Future. He, uh, when they were doing Loiter Squad on Adult Swim, they came out with uh, this character. Tyler May called Thernis Haley was an older guy that played golf. And uh, we'll play a little sound clip from the video, but you can look it up. Thernis Haley, Tyler, the creator, golf wing parts one through three. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, I will have a link posted on our Patreon page so you can watch the video there. So just be on the lookout for that. But here's a sound bite from Thernis Haley, golf wing parts one through three. Fuck Arnold Palmer. I don't drink that shit. Somebody say, Hey, Hey, Thernis. Hey, th- Thirty, hey, 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 thirty, hey, hey, thirty, hey, hey. I said, what? He said, why you love to golf? Thirty, I said, because. That's all I said. I'm at the, I'm at the Masters. You know, all my life I just wanted to be at the Masters, and I finally get there. Some nigga named Phil Nickerson gonna come up to me and say, hey, you ain't supposed to be here. I said, what you mean? <laughs> and he said, I'm sorry. I thought you was Tiger Woods. I'm like, I know. <laughs> See that <laughs> stroke. <laughs> Gotta love it. Again, that's oh, Ernest God. Haley. Tyler, the creator, uh, is an incredible actor and musician. Um, love all of his shit. But yeah, Ernest Haley was like one of the ones that made up my childhood because I actually played golf um after I fucked up my ankle playing baseball in high school I got on the golf team and um that came out probably around like uh, I want to say it was like my senior year possibly maybe if not it might have been a little bit after when I was just playing when I was in college but like I just remember going out to the to the greens like all the time after I saw that and like that was just like comments of Thernis Haley like every time I played just annoying the shit out of everyone that I played with. Garage Guy Chase goes golfing? Yes, Garage Guy Chase is actually a golfer. Now you know. The more you know, the star is shooting, Drew. Every time I talk to you, I feel like you've lived a thousand years with all the stuff you 
have said you have done for an extended period of time? Dude, I've, I, I literally have never really thought about it until you mentioned that to me one time. And I was like, damn, I really have done a lot of shit. Like, I really like think about like back at my life, just like in my, in my 27 years that I've been on this planet and I'm like, holy shit, I've been in a lot of places and done a lot of shit. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty grateful. My heart's full. I'll say that much. Yeah. I'm still wondering, uh, is this guy lying to me? Is he uh, lived? Is he older than his age? Like, is he, what's going on here? <laughs> He's actually a 50 year old man. in disguise. Do you have a clone version of you? Is there two garage guy chases? I don't know. Maybe if there is one running out there, I, I need him half the time because I could get a lot more shit accomplished. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> there's one. There's one garage guy chase that's dedicated to NASCAR, and there's one dedicated to everything else. Yeah, I need to get. I need to get like that other one, and like send him to do all the other shit that I have to do, so that I can just focus here for on the garage fam and everything that that we're building with garage guys. That's 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 what I really want to be doing. So if there is a clone and you're out there. Just come holler at me so I can send you on some missions. Put it hey, way. I have a question. What is your question? So the um, in the GGFS Pro League, did I – which garage guy chase? Which clone, was it the clone or was it the original that I outbid for Matt Stafford? Fuck you. Okay, for <laughs> one. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about – so waiver wire came through last night in the Pro League. Um, I had to make some moves. And, yeah, I was going after Matt Stafford. And this fucker outbids me by $1. And after the Hunter Henry thing, you know, I had to take that in stride and just, you know, kind of swallow my pride with it. But this time it was real because I actually had money going in. So, yeah, uh, the fuel was uh, it was pretty heated. I was laying in my bed at like 2.10 in the morning because, yeah, I'm that guy. I'll set alarms. And I'm looking at my phone and I'm just like, this fucker. <laughs> so I ended up getting Phillip Rivers, but I did get Ty Johnson. I did get to pick him up for Detroit. So um, we'll talk a little bit about that carry-on news and, and Ty and J.D. McKissick and all of them. But I got Ty. I outbid Adam Ronis by a dollar, so that felt great. It's a good feeling, him. isn't it? It is. It just sucks I didn't get Matt as well. So It was just <laughs> funny, man. Like It was funny because I was like, man, what's the value? You, know, you, know, you never want to overspend for a QE. So I was like, man – I could definitely see somebody throwing fifteen dollars down on Matt Stafford, and then I was like, "But wait a second, someone's going to think that and throw down sixteen dollars." So I, I put down seventeen as my as my bid, and it just worked out perfectly for me. So it's pretty lucky. Just a just a nice approach there. So glad you got to finesse the shit out of me, and um, and I'll get my Philip Rivers, and I'll take it. And I've got a fully transformed team. I'm three and four, and I'm still holding on for hope. So. Trying to make There's a lot of happen. people in the middle of the pack, so it's still anybody's anybody can make the playoffs in that league. I think I'm four and three, so yeah, it's going to be fun to watch for sure. GGFS Pro League on Sleeper, shout out to Sleeper for being an awesome uh, host for the GGFS Pro League. We appreciate Sleeper and all that they do for fantasy football and uh, fantasy sports in general. Appreciate you guys, you're the shit. So Sunday slate week number. Eight. We're in week eight of the NFL. We're over. Uh, we're we're basically right in between the halfway mark of the season. Uh, there's been a lot that's happened. Crazy shit. We're starting to get a better understanding for these teams. The bye weeks this week are the Ravens and the Cowboys. So set your lineups accordingly. No Lamar. No Dak. No Zeke. No Mark Ingram. No Amari Cooper. So make sure that you don't have those guys in your lineups. 
I've already covered a little bit of this Vikings Redskins game. Just ugh, I don't even want to get into it anymore. Ionitis. We have to be the only people that talked about Ionitis. Uh, I hope so. I hope real recognize real Ionitis. If somebody knows Ionitis and you're listening to the show, tell them we talked about him and that we'd love to have him on. Love to talk about uh, how he fought people in the in the Coliseum and past lives. We got a battle of the birds this this week on Sunday. Seahawks at Falcons. And I'm expecting Russell Wilson and company to just swoop in to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, and just make a nice little nest for themselves. Yeah, we've been uh, picking on the Falcons defense all year in DFS, so we'll continue to do so. Um, I'm considering, as of today, actually playing Carson and Wilson and just trying to take every touchdown for that game. That's kind of one of my strategies I'm toying with, not for not for a tournament, but for cash games. So, just for cash games in general, I think that would be a great play. I mean, it's it's obvious that Russell Wilson's going to be able to do incredible things because the Falcons have basically just kind of laid down. I feel like and given up. I don't really see a whole lot of fight coming out of this team. They they're gonna try their best to defend. There may be a little bit of action for the Falcons' offense, but um, I'm not expecting that shootout like I would have, like you know, in years past between these two. So, you know, we used to see some fireworks in this game. And this year, I just think that that's, that gas has kind of run out. I think Julio came on and said something on Twitter about, you know, it's not Coach Dan's fault, it's our fault. And so I think it's cool that Julio is recognizing that he plays for a shitty team. And unfortunately, he wasn't lucky enough to get out of there like, uh, like his boy Mohamed Sanu, who's now a Patriot. Uh, which he was fucking pumped about. <laughs> like, if you, I'm sure you saw the memes where, you know, imagine waking up being on the Falcons and then waking up to a Super Bowl ring or something like that. Yeah, it's got to feel like hitting the jackpot for an athlete, you know, it's, it's in terms of player movement. I mean, the season's basically done for the Falcons and the Patriots are undefeated. And all signs are pointing to Sanu actually having a much larger role for them than he would have for the for the Falcons as that number three receiver. Right. And it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see about Josh Gordon too. But, yeah, I'm loving, this, I'm loving Seahawks players uh, this week in this game, especially for DFS. Like you said, I'm 100% backing you with the Russell and the Carson play. Broncos at Colts. So, I'm expecting this to be pissed on by the Colts. I have some news about this game, Chase, and I'm really surprised at the uh, point spread being the Colts only favored by five. What, is, what are we not seeing? Because I uh, tend to agree with you that the Colts should e- easily take care of the Broncos. Maybe they're thinking that, like, the Broncos are going to wake up. Maybe they're being too overly optimistic. But then again, and, and that's Vegas that you're talking about, correct? Yeah, the, the, they're only favored by five. And my only thoughts are, is, is that the Colts just don't seem like a team they're going to blow people out? Is that the rationale? I don't know, man. It's just – to me, we've seen so much of this Flacco nonsense, and the Colts' defense has been improving. I don't, I don't see the Colts. Excuse me, I don't see the Broncos really moving the ball. The I've Colts. got, I've got. All right, crack theory here. So we all know the news that came out this week: Emmanuel Sanders has been traded to the San Francisco 49ers. Huge news. This this changes some things, I guess you would say. I don't really know how much it's going to change, but maybe they're looking at it from an aspect of like they got rid of a player, you know. Somebody else is going to be moving up in this position. Things might be different. There might be different chemistry. 
maybe they're they're making this dumb because they don't they're not really sure what could happen with this move that may you know sometimes you know you get rid of a player or you you do something a little bit different and the whole entire team morale can change maybe they're basing it off of something weird like that that's just a crack crack theory i had yeah um i don't necessarily think that's the case i like the theory but um it's crack man, it's when you it's smoke just- crack <laughs> but no, we see we see these kind of weird lines all the time, and usually when I see something like this, it makes me think there's smarter guys than me out there, and usually the the, the weird side wins. So inside information, yeah, I want to monitor this one a little bit. But if I had to say right now, it would definitely be on our uh, best bets. So I'm with you. Colts should roll. Marlon Mack should be fine. Uh, T.Y. Hilton should be fine. Um, and I want I want to see. Most intriguing piece of this game is I want to see how Deshaun Hamilton fills in for uh, Denver, and I want to see how if uh, Zach Pascal, if he continues his role. And I know you picked him up in the GGF, F, GGFS Pro League. I did, yeah. So Zach Pascal, I'm I'm looking for him to to kind of start stepping up. I mean, after what we saw last week, I, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be used in the game plan, uh, especially against the Broncos, but. Yeah, I'm actually looking a little bit at Eric Ebron this week, too, because he's been really hot on the waivers. A lot of people have been jumping to grab him after that spectacular fucking catch that he made last week. I feel like it kind of flew under the radar a little bit, but he made a magical one-handed catch. Uh, magnificent shit. If you didn't see it, go look it up. It's pretty much – you can find it by just searching Eric Ebron one-hander. And uh, it's, it's a great catch. He might be somebody used a little bit more, but I am leaning a lot heavier on Marlon Mack this week and Zach Paschal. Can't forget T.Y. He's there, but he's kind of a staple. And then on the Broncos side of the ball, I'm definitely looking into Deshaun Hamilton just because he should be the guy that steps immediately into that role. So just keep your eye out. Eyes peeled on those coes. So it's, uh, we got a battle of the birds and the battle of the horses. So uh, it's good to see, like, some good animal action going down this week on the field. Are you into animal action? I'm into mascot action. So I'm a big mascot. I have a mascot fetish. So when I was a kid, like, you know, I played a lot of NCAA. Like, I would always use the mascots. Like, I don't know, it was just fun. It was fun as hell for some reason. So mascot fetish starts bleeding in to the NFL a little bit. I, I actually tweeted out earlier how it would have been way more amazing tonight if an actual, like, Viking and an actual Native American stepped onto the field and just battle royaled. I would have lost my shit. <laughs> it would have been incredible. <laughs> who, who would have won that? There's no guns uh, in that fight. It's just, like, pure just, like, bow and arrow and, like, clubs and fists and arrowheads. I'm always a bow and arrow guy, so that's what I'm leaning. Yeah, I think that the, if that were the case, the Redskins would have won this one by infinity. And they, <laughs> they probably could have outsmarted the Vikings by using their powers from the energy of chakra gods. So that's also another thing, too. Um, shout out to Native Americans. Love you and your casinos. Woohoo. Uh, Buccaneers, Titans. So if this was a mascot game, obviously Titans would win because Titans are fucking incredibly huge. I don't know if you've ever watched. Uh, you know, any movies that have to do with anything about uh, ancient, like, Greece and shit. But, like, yeah, a lot of shit went down back then. Titans were fucking weird. But in reality, a lot of people are leaning towards Jameis Winston. So I guess people thinking this is a bounce-back week for him. Really? I didn't know that was a 
a thing here. Um, it's not. It was a joke because he fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, uh, got you. I was like, is got it, you. Are people on him? Are people yeah. on him? Because I'm going to be really confused with uh, the way the Pel- you know the way the Titans are. It's like their games are just a different league, man. They're such slow pace. And there's no scoring. Um, do we see Tannehill go two and zero? That all changes now, yes, because Ryan Tannehill. So, in reality, real talk here, I think the Titans do have an edge on this game, plus they're at home, so that always gives, you know, the uh, quote-unquote edge. But, yeah, I think that Ryan Tannehill has what it takes to do this. Um, We saw him bring Corey Davis back to life last week, loving some Janu, all aboard the Janu Smith train. Got to love that guy. And Delaney Walker uh, missed practice today, for the record, so looking good for, for Janu. Yeah, John was like, if I can't play with Mariota, I don't want to play with nobody. But I figured out the problem with Marcus Mariota. He shaved his mustache. If he'd have kept his mustache, bro, he'd still be balling. Didn't you have somebody on Twitter take you seriously when we started that joke about you know, the, the mustache power? And did, did somebody take you seriously, or am I making that up? Yeah, I think that was like Andy Singleton that like tweeted out like a while back. Shout out to Andy, by the way. Um, I think I was talking about like Baker Mayfield's mustache. Like like before the season started, maybe or either Gardner Minshew's. It was one of the two, but I can't. Yeah, remember. Baker. Baker. You're saying that if he would have kept the mustache, he would have. Yeah, he'd be having a better season, basically. And he really would be, man. I, I believe in mustache energy. I mean, I have one for God's sakes. You know what I mean? Like I I I embody mustache energy. I carry it around with me on a daily basis. It's insane. I challenge everyone for the month of November, instead of doing no shave November, keep a mustache all November long. That's what I'm challenging this year. If you're in the garage, fam, we're going to call it uh, stash giving. Stash giving. Yeah, stash giving all month long. So we're going to call it. But, uh, yeah, good times. Wish Baker still had a stash, but he fucked that up. But, yes, in this game, player-wise, getting down to brass tacks, Derrick Henry should have a breakout game here. That's me being 100%. We've been waiting for it, I feel like. He finally got the end zone last week, and – Man, I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to keep staying away from these Titans games until we see some more scoring. I definitely don't want to attack the uh, receivers because it seems like a, a different guy steps up each week. But if there is a player um, that I'm targeting, I will say it is Derrick Henry. I just – I'm iffy on these uh, on these Titans games, man. Do I need to get off that? And get, get probably. I mean, you live in Nashville. You should probably get a little more on them. You should probably support your home team. Yeah, you know. You sh- I'm, I'm telling get- you, if I like, I'm a Saints fan through and through. But if I lived in Nashville, I'd be rocking some Titans gear, bro. I'd be going to some games. I'd be trying to get involved. I'm also a spoiled Patriots fan. You are that, and you should probably stop because you should come down to earth sometime. Because remember, yeah. there are real teams out there that weren't given a <laughs> gift from God. So, <laughs> fuck you. Very true. Very and true. Your six rings. How long have you been a Patriots fan? Though? That's the real question. Um, my entire life, or since Drew Bledsoe. Was a Patriot. Okay, so you're a real one. Yeah, Bledsoe went from – yeah, I followed Bledsoe to the um, the Bills and the Cowboys, but ultimately I just, you know, kept staying. It was hard to go from a Patriots fan to, to not loving Tom Brady right off the bat, so I started rooting for Bledsoe wherever he went, but retained my, my fandom with, uh, with the Pats. I had a John Elway statue when I was a child. What happened to it? I broke it. Did you get angry? Angry Chase Boy? Nah, I just broke it. I don't remember really why. Just it got broke. Maybe an broke. angry Chase Boy. I don't know. I think it fell off of my speakers when I was listening to fucking Here Comes the Boom by POD. And then like it like hit the ground and the head broke off. 
I think that's what happened. He was like, here comes the boom. And I was like, fuck John Elway. Like, you know, it's like, oh no. Yeah. It really didn't matter because around that time is when I was just like, you know what? I'm going to pull for these Saints. And then Aaron Brooks played and I was like, fuck. So I was trapped after that. And I was like, you know what? I got to stick with my, stick with my team. But enough about old action figures breaking and old quarterbacks. Uh, Cardinals, Saints. Lat Murray back? Question mark, question mark, question mark. That's the big speculation. Everyone's wondering if Alvin Kamara is actually going to play. I personally think that they should sit him another week. Let Latavius get in there and do some work. This should be a pretty simple matchup. And then Drew Brees is ready to play again, Drew. Drew, you have any update on Drew? Let's do Drew's on Drew's. It's a new segment. Drew's on Drew. What's what's the word? If he is not 100%, like 99% is not good enough. Uh, with the weather playing, he should just be very patient. But if he says he's ready, I think they're going to let him go. What's your thoughts? What would you do if you went to sleep every night and all you heard in your dreams was Teddy, 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 Teddy? I don't think he's – that's happening at all with uh, with Mr. Drew Brees. I Look, think he's I love sleeping my team. just fine. I do too, and I love my team. But I have to, like, buy into, like, the drama of it because that is a thing. There is a thing. There is a, a place on the internet right now. Barstool literally released an article and I thought it was the most disrespectful shit I've ever seen is Drew Brees, a system quarterback. And now I understand why you may feel the way you feel about Tom Brady. Cause when that, that article hit, I was like, Oh fuck this shit. I was a little upset with whoever wrote that. Yeah. People so quickly forget that, they were ready to crucify Teddy Bridgewater in that very first game he was in. Literally. Yeah, they were like, who is this guy? Fuck Taysom Hill, yeah. Like, and I was one of those guys, so I just did a voice of myself. Damn. I can, <laughs> I can always say that uh, I was never pro Taysom Hill, so at least I have that. Um, at least you do you have know, that. Man, it's just like they're different. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater has been managing these games and – having moments where he shows that he's more than a game manager, but there's, there's very few people that have the ability to, to play the position like Drew Brees and read a defense like Drew Brees. And if you want to say that Teddy Bridgewater's, you know, equivalent or serviceable, like serviceable and equivalent are two different things. People are making him equivalent when really he's just serviceable. Right. Right. I think that they need to go get service done on their brains. <laughs> um, because yeah, I, I'm ready to see Drew come back. I am a little worried and like in all the saints fans that listen to this show, please don't try to kill me. But I, I really feel like when he comes back, they're going to lose a game. And I think that it's going to just add on to some drama that is surrounding this whole thing right now. But if anybody thinks that like that's going to make Sean play Teddy again, like they're out of their minds. Cause like, I don't, I don't know who these people are like that have been doing this shit, but like I've been seeing it like just every now and then come across my timeline and it just weirds me out. Cause I'm like, this is really happening. Like people are really saying this shit about this team, but this week, I just hope that like if if we do stick with Teddy and like Latavius or whatever and Alvin does sit a week and like they can play but they just decide not to play him, I feel like that that could really piss off this Cardinals team and we might see a side of them that we haven't seen yet. That's an interesting take on the game. I'm not sure um, there'll be any extra motivation or anything there from 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 the Cardinals, but uh, I do want to watch what happens with David Johnson and Chase Edmonds because that was the weekend. It's Chase Edmonds' show now. 
I'm convinced. Uh, there, there's multiple people that I have a lot of trust in in the industry that are like starting him. So it's just like when you see that kind of surrounding an entire like industry, I'm pretty confident in saying that it's probably Chase Edmonds' time. I don't think that – I think that something's going to happen with David Johnson, and I think that um, we we might even see him on a trade block next year. You know? I, would, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Um, obviously, as I said last week, the crazy take that if you just watch the film and you took away the – basically take away the, the fact that you know David Johnson's MVP season, you take the, the name off the jerseys, the best way to put that, then Chase Edmonds looks like he's the better back. So – I'm and they're wanting to be younger. Yes, they're, yes, yes. That that's Cliff Kingsbury's deal. Like the last old guy that's on that team is uh, our our man uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Larry putting on the Fitz Fitzgerald. Uh, there was a lot of people talking on Twitter today. I saw probably just Saints Twitter about like how they would love to see. I think it was a uh, guy, my guy John over at uh, he writes for Forbes and writes for the Canal Street Chronicles how he would love nothing more to see Larry Fitzgerald come to the Saints, which would be awesome as hell because we do tend to pick up these old veteran wide receivers from time to time. And um, it'd be cool as hell to see that. But literally, I think that that would just like completely uh, shake up the entire Arizona Cardinals team. But I think that Larry is going to shake up this week in fantasy. I see him having a pretty big week against the Saints secondary. I wouldn't mind seeing that. We've been very patient with Larry Fitzgerald. It seems like he's due for a breakout game. I know he's old and we don't see it as often as we used to, but he still has moments where he he still has those moments though. Even last year on uh, probably probably a worse team last year, right? Yeah, way worse team last year. And he did have some some pretty decent games. So Larry's going to do what Larry does best. Uh, I like him the most uh, for fantasy purposes. And then um, if they do play Latavius Murray, um, I think they're going to – the Cardinals defense will try to be a little more cautious, but I think that they're just going to turn to the passing game with Latavius and then he's just going to ball out again. So, loving Latavius Murray season. Um, unfortunately, it's probably going to end soon, but uh, it's been fun while it's lasting. Bengals at the Rams, uh, is this even going to be a football game or is this just going to be a Rams clinic? Because I see Rams clinic written all over this. Should it be the Rams clinic? Um, I am a little worried because I want to play some some Jared Goff and DFS. This could – easily be a game where by the midway through the third quarter the game's already decided and they're just run, and they're just running clock right which is one of the worst things for for dfs todd Gurley game todd Gurley game todd Gurley game todd Gurley big boy game calling it so i gotta say for that side are you are you confident or do you feel like you're gonna be eating those words i'm 100 percent confident todd Gurley game this is a Todd Gurley game. I repeat, Todd Gurley game. Pac-Man Jones is retired. Todd Gurley game. They have, the, they have the worst defense against the run in the league, so this isn't a crazy – like if Todd Gurley can't have a good game this week, then it's probably not happening ever, hey, ever hey, again. Hey, Drew. Hey. hey. Todd Gurley game. Last week it was golf. Golf, 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 and now it's Todd. Todd Gurley game. Todd. What about back uh, to you, Todd? What about Andy Dalton game? No, and no. I'm just talking no. about that. No, because a one Jalen Ramsey 
is going to haunt his dreams. The Alex Erickson kid, yeah. No. Mm-mm. Auden Tate is probably be the only person on this Bengals team that does anything. Um, and as much as I hate to say it, you might even see Joe Mixon get him a solid seven points this week. So, good job, Joe. Man, that's, that's, a little, <laughs> that's a little aggressive. A little uh, aggressive here. <laughs> He'll be good for your preschoolers fantasy football league. So, make sure you draft him first overall in your preschoolers fantasy football draft. Who do you hate more, Josh Rosen or um, Joe Mixon? Oof, uh, Joe Mixon, 100%. Just because I sell a T-shirt with Josh Rosen on it that I created a while back that's for sale on the GJFS store. You can get a kiss from a Rosen, even though he's on the bench now. No one wants to kiss a bench boy. Duh, everybody knows that. So I probably need to take that shirt off, yeah. No one wants to kiss a bench boy. That's going to be the new Josh Rosen T-shirt one day. There you go. <laughs> Making ideas up on the podcast. We just there we go again. These ideas. I want to get. Uh, I want to get like a vault saved up, like uh, of audio, nothing but audio clips of all the t-shirts that we said we were going to make, and all the hopes and dreams that we probably let down if people listen to us for not making them yet, and then just like make them all in one day, and just release them in one day, and be like, here's all the t-shirts that we said that we would make for you. There's worse things we could do with our time probably all right like start joe mixon or draft him (laughs) um eagles bills i like the bills here i'm excited to see the bills uh get them another win i I was so shook when i saw how high up the bills were in the power rankings man i'm it's really cool to see them there like just that's just one of those underdog teams that you're just like damn look what this team's doing like look at them go like i'm proud of them i want to see the bills go back to a super bowl and actually win one you know what I mean? It's going to take some time, but one day, you know, a boy can dream. As JP said on, on Angels in the Outfield, it could happen. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I like the Bills as much as I can as being in the same division as the Patriots. So, um, we were – we've been on – we were high on the on the Bills and Jets coming into the season saying one of the – saying one of the two would break out this year, and it's not looking like it's going to be the Jets. And, no, unfortunately and, not. Yeah, Josh Allen. Seeing ghosts. Man, I want to see – yeah, we got Sam Donald seeing ghosts, and we got Josh Allen out there just getting the job done. But he still has a he still has those weird um, games and drives where he just does not look that good. But overall, he seems um, he seems like I think you made the comparison with Cam Newton. It's kind of a a good comparison. He throws some Caucasian wild, Cam, Caucasian Cam, Caucasian Cam. He does do that. Um, I will say my uh, DFS lock for this week DFS lock. That's DFS lock of the week. Cole Beasley against the Eagles secondary. He is probably going to be low-owned, and he's probably going to go TF off. So be on the lookout. Cole Beasley, he's been doing decently in these weeks past. He hasn't done anything spectacular. He hasn't, like, exploded through the fucking sun. But I think he could explode through the sun this week, Drew. I think that he is fully prepared to put on his spacesuit and go full NASA this week. I hope so. I've been waiting for him to have a, have a breakout game. He's been very consistent and reliable, but just not getting quite the yards and catches that we need. But against the Eagles secondary, we might finally see him get be the PPR machine that, that he can be. So if it's not him, man, I'm going to have a lot of John Brown too. I had John Brown last week a lot and going back for some more. 
Loved it. Loved the play. You got to love John Brown, too. And I'm not saying John Brown's not going to get his, but Cole Beasley, probably low-owned, got to go with maybe, this guy. Maybe stack them up if you uh, want to hope that Josh Allen has, like, a career game and you can have Josh Allen, Beasley, and, and John Brown. I actually like Josh Allen as a quarterback because I see him running maybe two touchdowns in this game. They will drive their way down to the red zone, and I see him pulling the Caucasian cam into the end zone, leaping with all of his glory into the end zone. Does he get a concussion? um, No concussion, but Devin Singletary, beware. That's all I'm going to say. Devin Singletary owners, beware. Eagle side of the ball, Carson Wentz is going to probably get shin splints, so be careful. And – I really – I don't know. I just don't – I don't like anybody on this Eagles team. Somebody's going to score big. It always does. Somebody's going to have the most points on an offense, okay? Like, that That will happen. Somebody will have the most points for their team. But I don't like any of their, their, their plays this week to be, like, up in the sky, in the mountains, unlike Cole Beasley going to Mars, possibly Saturn or Uranus, um, as far as Planet X maybe. So, Cole Beasley. Isn't it crazy? We don't even talk about Zach Ertz anymore. Mm-mm, no, Zach Ertz is is out of here. He's in the past. Um, it is now uh, Darren Waller's league. <laughs> I'm not so fast to say that, but uh, no, it's crazy that we haven't seen that breakout game from Ertz or Kelsey. Um, I know we talk about that too much, but um, yeah, their their days are. are we, we've talked about it. We've talked about it. Okay, you know it's it's just. Got to be uh, Gronk. When Gronk comes back, Ertz and, and – and, uh, and Week 12? Yeah, week 14. Week Ertz 14. Week and 14. Travis Kelsey will be back in week 14. So, good job drafting Travis Kelsey in the second round. Just hold on to him for about a few more weeks, and you'll get about three good games out of him. Um, yeah, uh, but, but, yeah, leaving it there. Lock of the week, Cole Beasley. Love the guy. Chargers, Bears. Electricity and Bears. Um, Bears can get electrocuted, and I think that uh, the Bears will be electrocuted this week in Soldier Field. Uh, they lost a lot of their soul last week. The Saints came into town, literally um, absolved them of all of their sins for starting Mitchell Trubisky, but then immediately put a voodoo hex on them as they were exiting one Soldier Field. And now the Chargers are going to come in and re-spark the voodoo magic that the Saints left on them, and the Chargers will get a win in Soldier Field against this Bears team. And a guy named Hunter Henry is going to go through the roof. And if you sit him on your bench, Drew, I will probably personally find a way to penalize you in this league. You know I've only sat him out one week and he was questionable. You know that, right? Well, if I'm just saying if you did, by some reason, if you did, penalties are coming we'll figure Hunter something Henry, out Hunter Henry will be in the lineup um, but that does remind me of a question I wanted to ask you do we know about Jared Cook so um, Jared Cook for the Saints going yes. back to Cardinals so yeah, Jared, sorry. Cook, Jared Cook was not at practice okay today. Thank so you. yeah probably going to be another Joshua Hill week so start him if you want to but I'm not That's saying it's going to be the best start of your life yeah where's Dan Arnold that's what I want to know. Where the fuck has Dan Arnold been? Did, is he cut? <laughs> Somebody Google that and get back to us. We don't have time to get into this, but that, that damn Dan Arnold. Missed that guy. 
Um, but yeah, Chargers Bears, full blown, loving Hunter Henry. Bears side of the ball, um, maybe a little bit of uh, of Allen Robinson, just because he seems to finally be finding his way on this offense or, or finding the ball. He's finally realized that Mr. Trubisky just sucks so bad that he's got to say, you know what, I've got to go Super Saiyan. I've got to go home and watch a lot of Dragon Ball Z. I've got to get out here and find my way to the football. And that's what he's doing now. He's, he's finding his way to the football. Um, I made a trade for Allen Robinson. I got Allen, and I couldn't be more happier with his production from last week. Solid, solid effort. And I see that continuing throughout the season. Allen Robinson's season is here. It has begun. Start up your Allen Robinsons. I don't have much to add here. I'm not really targeting this game too much. Um, I like Allen Robinson. If I, if I liked anybody, I'm done messing with Matt Nagy's running back since he's so weird. For the Chargers side, man, it's pretty much like you're starting Keenan Allen and then the running backs are – pretty much just flex options at this point. And Austin Eckler is basically a receiver now. I don't know if you've noticed that, Chase, but he's he's basically only getting catches and very, 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 very few runs. So um, Austin Eckler, position, wide receiver, Melvin Gordon starting running back. I'm, I'm a fan of that of that theory there, Drew. And with that, we will continue on in our, uh, our quest through the Sunday slate. Giants at Lions, back to the mascot fetish. Who would win in a fight, a giant or a lion? I'm more of a lion guy. What yeah, about you? Ha- have you ever read Daniel in the Lion's Den? It's a story from, uh, from the Bible. As a child um, going to Baptist churches, you would read this story of this, this boy named Daniel, and he would go into the lion's den, and he didn't get eaten or die, and then he came out. So when you think about Daniel Jones going into the lion's den in Detroit, He's probably going to die. Um, that's what I'm saying here because I don't think that he's protected um, by any mystical powers from the Old Testament. So I'm looking for Daniel Jones to have a very, very terrible day here in Detroit, Motown. I see the Lions getting a huge victory here. Big victory for Lions. Big, big W for Simba and Mufasa. And I think that the homie Ty Johnson, which I picked up off the waiver wire, I've done my research and my studies for everyone out there that got them some Ty Johnson. Congratulations. This kid's going to have a field day on Sunday. Get ready for it. It's happening. It's coming. People just don't spend 50, 40 to 50% of their fab bid on a kid if they don't believe that he can make it happen. And that's been all over the league. That's everywhere. That's just common knowledge at this point. Loving Ty Johnson this week. Loving Matt Stafford this week. Receiver game, we're going back to the old days. Kenny Galladay. Look out for Kenny Galladay in this matchup. Every day is a Galladay. Every day is a Galladay, baby. Bring back, bring back that sweet fantasy nickname. Me- Megatron hopeful that never was or never will be because Megatron just wants to smoke his weed. <laughs> I have a lot I'm, to say right now about these Yeah, games. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not getting too many words in, but that's okay. Um, you're, you're feeling it. Um, I will say I'm a, little, I'm a little different from you saying it's just like a, it's a common – thing with this Ty Johnson stuff I'm a little worried about Detroit running backs I've went on a, a rant or a uh, discussion on this podcast before about how there's just really never been a solid Detroit running back and I think they're going to use a combination of um, McKissick and Ty Johnson I do think you if you needed a running back you know you, you had to do it and he's a starting running back in a, a good matchup this week but my real upgrade from all this news chases is Matt Stafford. I think we're going to see some Matt Stafford of old 
um, with Kerryon Johnson being out. I am excited about that. Hate that I got outbid by one whole dollar um, on this, but you know what? Hey, you live and you learn and you continue on this path of life. Ty Johnson for, for mayor of Detroit. So we're going we're gonna to leave it at that. Giants team, uh, Sterling Shepard, I believe, is out coming into this week or could be out. There may be speculation if that is the case. Tate time. If there was anybody that you're going to play, it's obviously Saquon Barkley. And I'm kind of leaving it at that this week. Is there anybody else that you have your eye on that could, could potentially do anything uh, against this, this, these angry lions that are going to be coming with their coach hot topic, Patricia? It pains me to say this after he got me one fantasy point last week, and you'll see, uh, you'll see my week seven review up on the Patreon page tomorrow where I'll go into detail of the frustrations of last week. But the main, the main piece of that frustration was Evan Ingram, and, man, it was just a brutal week for him. But do I dare go back? I am considering it. It's been a bit of a rough ride. Um, but, yeah, I did have to give a quick shout-out to, uh, to their coach. I don't know if anybody follows the, uh, uh, the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Twitter profile um, this week, but threw a tweet out um, the other day uh, basically headlining uh, Matt Patricia and putting him under the name Hot Topic Patricia. Uh, based off of some clothing that he decided to wear. And it was actually tweeted out by me on uh, at Garage Guy Chase. Um, but I don't know if you saw the thread or not, but basically it was just having the time of my life. Talk, shout to the clock. Having, out the, clock. having the time of my life, just like talking about like all the things that Matt Patricia probably like did or said whenever he was in that moment in time. Um, some of the tweets included, uh, that's middle school dance, Patricia by John Batalagian Bellino. I'm probably butchering his name. John's the homie though at FTLS underscore J bats. And I was like, that's, I cried when my chemical romance broke up, Patricia. And then after that basically was said, that's, I got a gift card to express for Christmas, Patricia, that sis caught me wearing her jeans to the mall again, Patricia. And basically went into this entire rant of just like all things that an emo kid probably would have done or said back in the early 2000s. And it just reminded us of the cool outfit that Matt Patricia wore in an interview. So welcome to my brain. I did check this out. Got a good laugh. I don't know how, far, how long it went on after that. So I might have to revisit it. It, it. it almost got restarted yesterday. And I had to say, I'm sorry, the ship has sailed. I couldn't go back down the rabbit hole. Not until next time it's Sunday and you think about Matt Patricia and you go back down the rabbit hole. Or I start listening to like, you know, like old music that I used to listen to when I was in high school. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, Hot Topic Patricia, the good old days. But, yeah, enough of that. Sorry, guys. Hot Topic it's been Patricia. A, it's, been a, it's been a bit of a spacey episode, but it has. it's okay. It has. I've, we've, we've been out there. I think I, I want to blame it on this Redskins-Vikings game. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to blame it on that game. going to blame it on the constant Thursday night games that just put me into a mental funk. And then when you have the exciting ones, you're just like, woo. But tonight it was just one of those just kind of like, cool. Now it's over. But anyway, Jets, Jaguars. I'm excited about this game solely because Gardner Minshew's probably going to go the fuck off. Sam Darnold's probably still seeing ghosts. I think we'll have a little bit more competitiveness in this game. I don't think that it's going to be – it's like any time a team like the Jets plays the Patriots. Like, I don't know if you remember a 
I think it was a year ago when the Chiefs played the Patriots, like Pat Mahomes got the butterflies and the jitters. And I think Sam Darnold's still going through the jitters. Um, so he's going to eventually get out of that. But with this game specifically, I think Gardner Minshew is going to be a hell of a game manager. I think Leonard Fournette's going to be able to, to show off his dance. And I also think that Le'Veon Bell has a way better shot at going hard as a motherfucker. So I'm excited to play some Lev Bell this week. But all in all, I think the majority of the fantasy points are going to come from the Jaguars' side of the ball. And there's also speculation about Robbie Anderson being traded. Don't know if you've seen that or not. I have. I'm not sure if it's going to happen. But, man, that'd be weird if they, uh, if they moved him because he kind of seems like that outside receiver. I think that they'll be giving up a hell of a lot by letting him walk. Maybe, you know, next season draft a wide receiver or whatever, but he's always going to be that huge deep threat that is always worth a, a start in any game really in like, you know, maybe a flex position if you got the depth. But if you're really like thin at wide receiver, then you got to start him up. He's obviously going to be a, a wide receiver one on that team. So you got to do what you got to do there. And I think that he'll be okay. I mean, Jalen Ramsey's not on this Jaguars team anymore. So that definitely opens up the playing field. But out of the two, um, if I had to take a guess at who's going to get the majority of the receptions and the PPR points, it's obviously Jameson Crowder. Agreed, man. He's been great for, for me on DFS. I've nailed him two or three times. I think it was week one and then uh, two weeks ago. Um, so I'm going, going to be looking at Jameson Crowder. I want to look a little bit more at that matchup in terms of who's going to be uh, projected to, to match up with him in the slot. Um, I do want to bring one thing to your attention. I don't know if you've noticed that since Darnold's been back in the lineup, he has not been throwing the ball to Le'Veon Bell. And I mentioned this in one of our recap posts that I wasn't worried after one week, but after that, after that matchup last week, it seemed like a perfect game when he was really struggling just to dump it down to Le'Veon Bell and, and get some, get some confidence back. Um, should Le'Veon Bell owners be worried about the lack of targets through there? Look, he comes back, he plays the Patriots. You know, he played the Cowboys or whatever. And I know we've had these two weeks where we've seen, you know, bits and pieces of shit happening. After this week, if we don't see Le'Veon Bell do something against this Jaguars team, then I would say, yeah, it's time to maybe start uh, hitting or looking around at trades. You know what? Actually, if you really feel that in your gut that that's happening – this might be the best time before Sunday to go ahead and try to make a trade for Le'Veon Bell. I'll say that. I'm personally not that worried, um, and I might eat my words in the long run, but I, I'm just – I don't really see any reason to give up Le'Veon Bell right now. I think that, that you know, he's got to kind of get his footing back, as in Darnold. Once he does that, I think that Le'Veon Bell will find his place in that offense, and they should be able to wreck shop in the run game. I tend to agree with you. I just – the, the receptions thing is really concerning to me because even when they had Luke Falk and, you know, all the scrubs in there at QB, the, the problem was not lack of targets or touches. It was just the offense being awful. So yeah, The problem is, is that don't get so behind on games that you have to throw it down the field because they know that Le'Veon Bell is their biggest target. They know that that defense is watching him. Like all eyes are on him the majority of the time. You just got to play effectively. Adam Gase has to get a grip on this offense. He has to get a grip on this team and get control of this team. And once he does that, then you'll be able to see him in action. But as long as they keep getting the piss stumped out of them, if they get the piss stumped out of them like they did last week against the Patriots, then it's going to be a lot tougher for them to get left going because they're going to be forced to have to get that ball deep down the field. 
So it's uh, it's just you got to find that balance. And if the Jets can find that balance, then they'll be fine. And I think that this might be a week where they can bounce back and find that balance a little bit. Adam Gase, overrated. I'm done with them. Adam Gase, eyeballs. Adam Gase, uh, salts. Sniffing salts. <laughs> Get your buzz on. Panthers 49ers, most important game to me this weekend. Uh, this is probably going to be one – should be the best game of the week, um, if I had to say so myself. It's going to be competitive. It's going to be fun to watch. 49ers should ultimately come away with the win. Kyle Allen is still the only new quarterback coming in that has not thrown an interception. I did not know that, and that is awesome that he's replaced Cam and Cam's known to throw some interceptions here and there. Have you seen the video of the little kid on the Play 60 commercial talking about, like, one day I can just take your job at the Panthers? Yeah. And he's like, uh, and he's just like, thanks, Cam. Your mom is one of my biggest fans. And they, they were like, man, Kyle Allen sure grew up fast. So I don't I'll have to look that, that up. Yeah, it's hilarious. You have to go watch it the way that they the way that they tweeted out the video and worded it. But um, Christian McCaffrey is going to be tested this week, uh, big time. I, I don't want to say that like I'm I'm weary of like starting him because you just can't not start Christian McCaffrey. But I, I'm a little nervous to see how this happens. And this is also a true test for the 49ers defense because if they can hold up Christian McCaffrey then, man, a lot of people are going to feel silly for not getting the 49ers defense in fantasy. Yeah, I agree. I think we're going to see a lot of – I'm excited for this game because we're going to see some teams – see both teams tested here. And um, do we foresee this being a game where we have to finally see Jimmy Garoppolo do more than hand the ball off and run play action? Do we see him have to step up? I think so, and, like, you know, they have Emmanuel Sanders there now. I'm pretty much writing off Marquise Good when he's off of my fantasy radar and watch him go the fuck off this week. But I'm, uh, I'm writing him off. I have to let him go. I think that we will see more air attack, and I think that, that this might be a week where we see a good bit of George Kittle coming into play. Mm. And, uh, Kittle and bits, eh? Kittle and bits, man. Kittle and Garoppa bits, if Garoppolo can make it happen. But uh, this could be a big Kittle game. And I'm excited to watch that. So I'm kind of avoiding the run game here with the 49ers this week. So it's going to be a little more air attack. And so I think, yes, Drew, you're going to get your week to see if Garoppolo's got what it takes to play. Looking forward to this one for sure. Big time. Texans Raiders. Uh, Raiders are walking in. Uh, my automatic pick off of the top of this one is going to be a Texan because I think that a bull could easily take on a Raider. Uh, because a Raider is a human, and if you've ever rode a bull before, you understand the sheer power of bulls themselves. Um, they are a force of nature. So Texans should easily win this game with the spirit of the bull, and I think that Carlos Hyde is going to get a little more pep in his step back this week after coming off of a shitty week where he only scored about two fantasy points. So I love Carlos Hyde. Um, D-Hop's going to be hopefully utilized here, but if not, I like Kenny Stills. Yeah, there's not much to dislike here. I mean, we just saw Aaron Rodgers dismantle this Raiders defense. So, I have no problems with you going um, with the, the air attack of Houston Texans. I like all three of their receivers. Um, D-Hop, Kenny Stills, and, and Kiki. Your you boy love Kiki. me? Are you riding, Kiki? I, I knew you were going to say something. <laughs> um, so, somebody's got to fill in for Will Fuller and – Obviously, we're never going to play all, all three of these guys in the same lineup. But um, if you want to choose one, staff, choose one. I, I actually have no problem with going two of these guys scoring and 
if you if you do choose two receivers, make sure you stack it with Deshaun Watson at QB. I'm going Kenny Stills here. Kenny Stills. You like some Kenny Stills. I do, man. Ever since back in the day when he played for the Saints, I like that Kenny Stills guy. Wish he would have stuck around, but glad he's found him a new home with the Texans, and I think he's going to be used properly there. So excited and happy to see what I have been seeing out of him. Raiders side of the ball, though, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. That's my guys. Also, don't forget about Tyrell Williams coming back from injury. So we'll finally see Carr have his wide receiver one back in the matchup. Uh, oh, not yeah. sure if that's some. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did he yeah. score that first week? Get yeah, in there. He, he did. I mean, yeah, he's coming back, but still, I'm sticking to my guns. Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, it's not ever complicated. There's the two guys. Um, if, if you don't like those guys, you probably shouldn't be playing the Raiders. Amen. But he is coming back. So, all you Tyra Williams owners out there, surprise, surprise, excited time for you, maybe, possibly. But not Hunter Renfro. RIP Hunter Renfro. Uh, this game is going to be an all out fucking slaughter fest. Um, I have no faith in the Browns being able to pick up anything uh, against the Patriots at home in Gillette Stadium. Uh, it's going to be a massacre. Uh, another massacre for the Patriots defense. So, if you can get a showdown mode on this game or a showdown lineup for DraftKings, you better have that Patriots defense locked and loaded in your captain spot because I've been seeing trades. Tyreek Hill for the Patriots defense. Someone submitted a trade for Saquon Barkley for the Patriots defense. I don't know what leagues these are, but this is screenshots of trades I've seen on Twitter, Drew. This is an emergency. What is happening? Are you serious? This, these are jokes? This, these are not jokes. These are people trading these players for this defense. It's going to end after this week. This defensive craziness is over after this week. And anybody <coughs> – I'm sorry, I'm coughing because I'm so heated right now about this. Anybody that literally would even fathom trading one of those guys for the Patriots defense, you should quit fantasy football right now. That's coming right from my mouth. And if I ever meet you in person or see you in person, I will take your phone and delete the app off of your phone because you do not need to be playing this this sport at all. <laughs> and this Idiots. is nothing against the this is nothing Fucking against idiot. the Patriots. Nothing against the Patriots defense. Just no, this craziest. is against dumbass fantasy football managers. That's what this is about. Like that is yeah. fucking stupid angers me literally but you know what if you're that stupid you should do that then you should delete your app and delete your entire like lineage lineage of playing fantasy football yeah i just can't believe we're still using defenses honestly this is the kind of crap that annoys me uh when you see this kind of stuff i mean where are they ranked in terms of total scoring i mean they're up there dude i mean they, they've been killing it i mean they, they've been getting like 30 points a game dude like it's it's been it's been unreal put it that way <laughs> If you have them, you're most likely like in your playoffs, unless you yeah, just really screwed locked. up your draft. You're locked. You're locked if you picked up the Patriots defense. You're yeah, unless you did that, unless you drafted the Patriots defense first overall. Um, but that is not the case. So probably a lot of people that have the Patriots defense probably had a pretty good draft. So that's uh that's where I'm at on that. Brown side of the ball, um, you'd be lucky to see OBJ getting any action. Yeah, dude, I have one thing. There's no doubt in my mind that Gilmore's the best corner in football, and he has been for two seasons. Do you, is there a debate? Or is it, I just feel like he's so low-key and doesn't grab any headlines that people kind of – Everyone on the Patriots' know. defense is low-key, Drew, because they are team-oriented. It is a team thing. It is a defense. That's why you don't hear about these individual players being, like, headlined. You don't hear about a lot of Patriots players being headlined because it is a team effort there. 
That's the one thing I've always noticed about the Patriots. That's why the Patriots have always kind of like, for some reason for me, mentally, they've always been kind of like a, a it's not even, they're not even like a real football team in this league to me. Cause I feel like they're just on another level to where like, they're not even, they don't even belong to the NFL. They're like the Madden elite team. That's 99 overall. And like, it's just, they're like hidden after you look through all the teams. That's how I viewed the Patriots for a few years now. It's just weird seeing them on TV. It's weird seeing them talk because they do not individualize. There's literally like, we are a team. We are a unit. That is it. Other teams. That's what makes them so different because other teams individualize. They, their players get Speaking out there. Of that. Speaking of that, we have the, the Odell Beckham and the Browns. Perfect example of uh, what the Patriots are not. Right. Exactly. So, you know. It is a bye week, right? They're coming off a bye week. So, maybe they'll – if there's any argument to be made for the Browns keeping this game competitive there, they've had a lot of preparation time. Um, it sounds like you don't care uh, about that. No, I mean, but I, I just think that literally the Patriots are going to have another fun game. They're going to have their way with them. And then the true test for this team will start next week. Um, they're, they're, they're eight easy walk games uh, to lock them into the AFC playoffs have happened. And, um, and now it's just going to be kind of back to a normal schedule. So hopefully we see this Patriots team come a little bit more down to earth. I know for you, you're not hoping that. And uh, for a lot of other people on Twitter that are diehard Patriots fans, um, you're going to get what's coming to you. So. Yeah. I don't understand like the, I mean, I know they've had an easy schedule, but other teams have had easy schedules and the Patriots played the bills and, I don't know, man. I just think the schedule – the schedule thing is kind of like – does it really matter who the – Really easy schedule. I mean, you're not, you're just blinded by fandom, but, dude, they have a very easy schedule. No, I, I agree, but there's other teams that have an easy schedule, and it's really not used in the same manner. They're not the that Patriots. People, that's what I'm saying. But, like, it doesn't really matter if they – instead of playing the Jets one week, if they played a – I don't know, name your average team. Just name a, a, a middle-of-the-road team. Like, does it – that really change things for everybody? The Panthers. Okay, if they played the Panthers instead of playing the Jets last week, who everyone said – like, you can't have it both ways, man. You can't say, oh, this is a, like the Jets are going to play them close and possibly beat them. And then, like I saw so, so many people on Twitter had that take. And then I right had after, that take. Yeah, and you had that take. And then right after the game, it's like, oh, but their strength of schedules. I think it was more of like the, the – just like the, the enjoyment of the – the thought itself of a team act like that beating the Patriots. That was where that was fueled from. And I could see that, man. I, I wanted to have a good <clears throat> time game. I wanted a competitive game, but it was just – man, Darnold might not come back from that. Like, we want to we wanna watch him this week and make sure he, he's okay. He was seeing ghosts, bro, and they were mad about them airing that statement. Off of that, though, another thing, too, to note about this Patriots team is that Josh Gordon has been placed on IR, which can only mean one thing. With Mohamed Sanu coming in, they obviously are getting ready to get rid of him. Uh, so his days are probably numbered there uh, with the Patriots. Could be the last we see. And it's kind of a sinister move because they made it to where, like, he could only be put on waivers. And, you know, he can't really go to, like, a contending team. Yes, part of the um... – territory with the Patriots man you never know what they're going to do and it seemed like they were real I mean all signs where they were pointing towards them sticking it out with them after the fiasco last year um so it was kind of a sudden move but I guess they're all aboard the uh 
Sanu train and Nikhil Harry possibly coming back. So um, maybe that left Josh Gordon as the odd man out. Don't forget about Julian Edelman and Philip Dorsett, though. Philip Dorsett, I, I was talking to somebody the other day. It's like, this guy, all he does is go out there and, like, catch touchdowns and never and never has a drop. And then every – so they keep trying to, they keep trying to replace him. I don't know. He's he's definitely done more than he has in years past, I feel like. But, um, yeah, just – anyway, end of story and discussion on that game. Lopsided Patriots. Start your pats. Last game, Sunday night game. <coughs> Going to be an exciting game to watch for Packers fans. Packers versus the Chiefs in Arrowhead should have some Matt Moore action. I did hear that Patrick Mahomes was limited at practice. Uh, doesn't mean shit. Don't think he's playing at all. This should be a Packers funhouse game. I think that the Packers defense is going to step up in a big way. Um, I'm starting the Packers defense in a couple of my leagues, and I think that Aaron Rodgers is just going to have a field day in Kansas and just remember all the old times when his good draft pal, Mr. Smith, was there, and he's just going to remember those times and just rub it all in and just say, fuck you, Alex Smith. I'm superior. I like some uh, some Rodgers as well, but I'm really fired up about Aaron Jones against the the Chiefs' rush defense. So it's always fun. Packers, man, let's go. Let's let's uh let's go take pack. the Packers. Let's take the Packers against Matt Moore. We're gonna take a Packer here. We're gonna take a Packer. A Packer or two. We're gonna take a couple Packers. We're gonna take we're gonna take a, gonna take a nice Lafleur. Beat it, Lafleur. Beat it, LaFleur. He's going to beat it all over Andy Reid's Waffle House menu. And then he's going to be like, oh, damn, I got comb all over my Waffle House menu. Now I can't get my R-Star special because I can't read good. So, yeah, watch out for that. Make sure you wear your poncho. There's going to be a lot of jizz in this game. It's a weird comparison, but I had to say it. We just we just went <laughs> there. I went there. Yeah. yeah Sorry, Mom. Lost. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> support that. My mother might be listening. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I need to go. I'm going to get the dial. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. But, yeah, so that's a, that's a Sunday slate. That's some Sunday games. Looking forward to some players we like, some things we like. We'll be back on Monday with another episode, hopefully in a, a lot more lifted spirits because this Redskins-Vikings game just got us to this uh, whirlwind of black wholeness. And we're going to come back out super strong for the show Monday. We're going to recap all the games, talk about all of our DFS picks and our slates that we did. Just excited for another week of the foosball. NASCAR, playoffs are continuing, round of eight, Martinsville. I will be watching the race on Sunday as well. So if you have any fantasy football questions, if you have any NASCAR questions, hit me up, hit Drew up on Twitter that morning, Sunday or Saturday, whenever. We're happy to answer your questions. You can find me at Garage Guy Chase everywhere social media is around. Drew, where can they find you? At Drew Dean. And a quick uh, announcement that the week seven review will be out tomorrow on the Patreon page. And Saturday, we will have our DFS content up. And then Sunday, we'll have the best bets up. So come check it out. And then remember that everything can change in an instant. So Sunday morning, I refresh the content. So That's come right. check it out at the Patreon page. You can get that on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash garage guys, hit up a tier, drink some beer, win some money on FanDuel and DraftKings. All right. That's a show sports party repeat.
tab with a synthetic sundown. 45 minutes till the shit set it. Check it for the kid, I had a chin check him, big move. And we teach him big lessons over here. Two folk coming heavy like we bench pressing. And I'm gonna deliver every time just like a sent message. In the south, then I'm feeling like a pimp. You a simp, I don't feel bad for you, I ain't sympathetic. I just hit the peak, got the kids sweating out of town chick trying to tell her what a big red is. I'm a Kentucky boy to the death, go and get it through your head until it's motherfucking embedded. She said that I'm full of myself, go ahead and bust it open, I'ma show you what a big head is. Half of us ain't even got a whip, then we try and grip brain, first step is going get ready. Uh, hit you with the words of wisdom, Oof, new balance on me while I'm searching for some. Try and touch me out in public cause they hurt I'm the one. I peel off like my skin when it get burnt in the sun. Self-conscious face, blush with ease Levi's put a taper on my tongue, breeze. But I'm still on the block when it's 103 And humid in the city, but I'm sitting comfortably, yeah I'm off a tab with a synthetic sundown 45 minutes till the shit set it Check it for the kid, I had a chin check him, big move And we teaching big lessons over here Two folk coming heavy like we bench pressing And I'm gonna deliver every time just like a sent message In the south, then I'm feeling like a pimp, you a simp I don't feel bad for you, I ain't sympathetic Whoa.